next. Let's get the latest on the war in Ukraine, though we're actually going to be focusing on Belgorod, which is in Russia. Take a look at this map uh, showing Belgorod on the Russian side of the border uh, with Ukraine. Now, Russian officials say it's been attacked again with drones overnight. No casualties have been reported. On Tuesday, uh, Russia claimed to have defeated a group of saboteurs who'd crossed the border from a neighbouring Ukraine. The government in Kyiv has denied any involvement. And the US has issued a statement saying it does uh, not encourage attacks beyond Ukraine's borders. Responsibility for the attacks has been claimed by two paramilitary groups calling themselves the Russian Volunteer Corps and the uh, Freedom of Russia Legion. At the same time, Russia has attacked Ukraine once again overnight, killing at least two people, injuring 17. Six regions of Ukraine are without power due to the shelling of the energy infrastructure. Right, with me is our security correspondent, Frank Gardner. Hi, Frank. So let's focus on events in Belgorod. What do you make of them as an attack kick, I suppose? OK, well, there's a number of different ways of looking at this. Um, you can take the viewpoint, look, Russia's been attacking Ukraine for a year and however many months now. It's made the border areas extremely dangerous. I'm sure plenty of Ukrainians are probably quite pleased to see Russian border villages on the other side of the border getting a taste of their own medicine, as it were. But this may not end up being a very smart move by Ukraine. Why? Because the entire support that Ukraine gets militarily from the West is dependent on Ukraine not taking the war into Russia itself. Now, it's one thing to try and knock out Russian fuel depots that are in Crimea or in Russian-occupied southern Ukraine, but to actually take the war into Russia, that's potentially escalatory, and it's not what Western and NATO chiefs want to see. You've also got to have a look at who these people are. They represent a fairly extreme fringe group in some cases. There are links to far-right extremists. And that, of course, plays right into the Kremlin's playbook, which has said all along, we're doing this special military operation in Ukraine to rid that country of far-right neo-Nazis, extremists. And there are some neo-Nazis linked um, to some of these people. This is not a good look for Ukraine. And the denials by Ukraine's um, government, where it says nothing to do with us, I don't think are frankly plausible or credible. There's no way that the GUR, which is Ukrainian military intelligence, would have allowed this to happen without their knowing. They know about it. And the, these are Western weapons. They don't just, you just buy them in a corner shop, as, as some people are joking. These are weapons that have been supplied from the West to Ukraine and have then been given to these people. So it's potentially quite dangerous. It also plays into the Russian narrative that Mother Russia is coming under attack. Sovereign Russia is coming under attack. It's your national duty to come and help defend it. So ultimately, this may, although, yes, it shows Russia's borders as being weaker than people expected, it ultimately helps the Kremlin. What about the counter-argument that, the, that Russia, the team that's in, in the country that's invaded its neighbour, mm. doesn't then get to dictate the terms of play, as it were? It doesn't get to mm. dictate that we can invade you, you can't invade us. Well, I mean, that is a perfectly fair and moral way of looking at that equation. But the struggle for the, the, the difficult challenge for NATO throughout all of this is to help Ukraine defend itself so that uh, to the point that when eventually there is a peace agreement or a ceasefire, Ukraine is in the strongest possible position, preferably having pushed out Russian troops from occupied areas, without getting drawn into the conflict itself. And if you've got Western weapons starting to be used inside Russia, 
that is potentially escalatory. So, for example, the F-16s, the fighter jets, which President Biden has now authorized other countries to give American-made F-16s to Ukraine. But that comes with a very strict proviso that they are not to be used on raids inside Russia. They can hit fuel dumps, command and control centers, ammo dumps, anything like that inside sovereign Ukraine, the territory that, that Russia has taken, but not inside Russia. The whole, the whole thrust of this is to avoid a NATO-Russia war, but to give Ukraine as much support as it can to defend itself. If that then becomes spills over the borders, we're into a different, a different area and it's even more dangerous. Okay, Frank, thanks so much for that.